You are now listening to the Hack My Age podcast, the show that brings you guests for the woman going through the menopause journey. I'm your host, Zora Benamu, a gerontologist, certified sports nutrition, menopause, and breathing coach. I'm the author of the Longevity Master Plan and the cookbook Eating for Longevity. And if you're a woman in perimenopause or postmenopause, check out the programs on hackmyage.com website to biohack and optimize your menopause experience because menopause is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So now please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review to help others find us too. This is a really important point because it costs nothing, but makes a huge impact for me to support a podcast for menopausal women to normalize this conversation about menopause and attract even more amazing guests to the show for you and for me. Hey there, biohacking besties. If you're navigating perimenopause or just dealing with those pesky menopause symptoms like hot flashes, fatigue, unexplained weight gain, you're not alone. I get it. The struggles with belly fat, crappy sleep, a racing mind, thinning hair, and that all too familiar feeling of anxiety or mood swings. Or maybe you've just experienced those mysterious symptoms like phantom smells, itchy skin, and achy joints. And these are all signs that you may be heading into the menopause transition. Yep, even if you're only 40. And it's not even rare to have these symptoms in your 30s. So just be aware. But here's the scoop. Menopause may be inevitable, but suffering is completely optional. You don't have to just tough it out because it's a natural process that women have endured for centuries. Yes, it's natural, but no, you don't have to tolerate the pain anymore. And that's why I've created specialized menopause biohacking programs just for you. This is not the usual recommendations like get a fan and dress in layers. We are talking about biohacks, which go beyond what most people even heard of to treat menopause symptoms. So head over to the hackmyage.com website and snag the hot flash program or the energy reboot program to hack your fatigue and optimize your menopause transition. And whether you prefer self-guided affordable masterclasses or fully guided programs with a supportive community of women and me who are facing similar challenges, we have got you covered. Our next group session kicks off on February 4th, 2024. And here's a little treat for our fabulous listeners. You get an exclusive 10% off any program with the code HACKMYAGE. So you got to act fast, especially if you want a spot in the guided program, because we keep it intimate with a maximum of 20 women to give you the attention you deserve. And if you're tuning in after that due date, no worries, just shoot me a message and I'll make a special offer just for you. So don't let menopause dictate your journey. Let's conquer it together and head over to the Hack My Age website now and start biohacking menopause. You can now watch all of our podcast interviews on the Hack My Age YouTube channel. Some of our guests bring slideshows, so it's really great to have. Every week there is a new video, so just search Hack My Age on youtube.com or find the link on the Hack My Age website. Today's episode is sponsored by the Institute of Bioidentical Medicine, which is the authority when it comes to understanding bioidentical hormones. And I just completed their menopause method course, and I am mega impressed. This is a self-paced course designed by Dr. David Rosensweet, who's been treating women through menopause for nearly three decades. And I can highly recommend this program, particularly if you're a doctor or someone who is actually prescribing hormones to women for menopause. So make an appointment at iobim.org to see if you're a candidate for the menopause program and ask for a discount with the code Zora, Z-O-R-A. You're going to learn so much with this program because menopause is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So I've been waiting for a long time for this interview with my next guest, Christopher Shade because we have been doing some testing and experimenting on me to give you some real life experiences. 
And Chris Shade has a PhD in environmental science. He is the founder and CEO of Quicksilver Scientific, uh, which specializes in biological, environmental, and an analytical chemistry of mercury in all of its forms. And he has patented a mercury speciation diagnostic process to analyze human toxicity and founded the only clinical lab in the world that gives a mercury speciation analysis. And I I think this means that they can determine where mercury toxicity may be coming from, but he's going to clarify that for us. (laughs) And Dr. Shade goes way beyond what most humans do and has designed cutting edge systems of nutraceuticals for detoxification and antioxidant protection, including advanced phospholipid delivery systems for both water and fat soluble compounds. If this just went over your head. Don't worry. <laughs> He's going to explain <laughs> all of it. He's a scientist, folks, and created a technology that increases the bioavailability of supplements and protocols, which make them more effective, like way more effective. And so we're really lucky to have Dr. Shade on today because he, he's really in so much demand all over the world to talk about mercury, environmental toxicities, neuroinflammation, immune dysregulation, and the human detoxification system. And he's helped corporate executives, professional athletes, celebrities, children with autism, patients with chronic immune disorders, and now women in menopause like you and me. And if you've heard him speak on the podcasting circuit before, you can see that he is super passionate about changing the way the medical industry delivers care and helping us really to understand health and our own bodies. So you can guess that we're going to talk about heavy metal toxicity and what we can do about it. And we're also going to try to cover, if we have enough time, about what he knows about menopause, hormones, and women's health. And I think you're all going to be very, very surprised. (laughs) So before we jump in this, I have to read the fancy little disclaimer saying that the statements we make in this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and the products we may talk about are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So now without further ado, let's meet Dr. Shade. Welcome. Zora, thank you for having me here. Uh, I'm always excited. I I like speaking to all the different groups, but uh, you'll see and it'll be a little surprising that women's health has been absolutely our focus for the last couple of years. We have a whole hormone line and threading the metals and menopause together. I, I think I said to you right before we started that in the first two years of doing this, I'm like, why are all these women coming through my door 50 years old? And at the time, you know, I was in my 30s. And as I got to understand all the mechanisms that are involved with detoxification, in fact, over in until now, these mechanisms with detoxification are intimately interwoven with longevity mechanisms. And in fact, a lot of those mechanisms are going downhill as you get into menopause. So uh, all of a sudden, like this toxic burden that you are hanging on to, but getting away with starts overwhelming you. And that's when you really have to get on top of all these, these different chemistries inside of you and know what you're exposing yourself to and start distributing what you expose yourself to, how you bring detox up and how you integrate that with hormones so you can have another hot 50 years. That would be amazing. (laughs) And it makes perfect sense what you just said. And it just, with the loss of our hormones, it just seems like everything just gets so much harder. And but we can replenish them. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, I, I just want to share with people when I, I, I read your bio, but I literally just skimmed through it. And it's only a fraction of what you've done. Um, you've done so much in your lifetime. And, and you're, you're just such an expert in this field. You've written a ton of specific uh, scientific papers. And you're really deep into the science of mercury and detoxification more than anyone here can imagine. So I don't, I don't think there's really anyone better that I can speak to about the topic of heavy metal toxicity. So I'm, I'm really grateful you're here. And before we dive in, I did, when I read your bio, I was like, I, I think we needed to, to discuss really what mercury speciation means. And if I understood it correctly, 
Yeah, you know, I've had this long uh, sort of storied life doing a lot of different things. I was in school as a scientist and I like left undergrad. I was like, this is bullshit. You know, environmental science is just running around behind DuPont and pretending they're not really doing much. And I went off, so I was, I was an organic farmer for a while. And that was a long time before there was USDA organic. It was really getting in and creating so soil ecosystems. So there was a systems biology thing going on in there really deep. And then when I came back into doing environmental science again, it was, you know, looking at all these interconnected parts. And I got my PhD looking at environmental chemistry of metals and specifically mercury and developed this testing called mercury speciation. And mercury speciation is during the test, looking at the forms of mercury that are in there, you know, because we tend to think, oh, mercury, it's just mercury, like salt, it's sodium chloride. Well, sodium can be a lot of different forms, not as many as, uh, as mercury can, but mercury, you know, we have one form that, you know, we, we grew up, you and I grew up uh, in an age where people were putting um, dental amalgams, fillings into cavities of your teeth that were this gray color that were called silver fillings. Now, they were 50% mercury and about you know, 48% silver and 2% of uh, a couple other different metals. And so we were stuffing our mouths with all this mercury. And then the other, and that's called inorganic mercury when we do a measurement of it. And then there's another form called methyl mercury. This is an organomercury. It's got a methyl group stuck to it. And that's formed in the environment from the inorganic mercury. And that has the property that it builds up in the food chain, it bioaccumulates so that the fish in the water can have a million or more fold more mercury concentration than the water they're swimming in. And this form of mercury is made in bacteria, goes into phytoplankton, then zooplankton, then the larger insects, then the minnows, and then the bigger fish eat those. And it keeps going in because it looks to the body like methionine, the essential amino acid. Hmm. So it gets drawn into the protein structures of this fish. And as they get bigger and bigger, and bigger, they're not getting rid of it. They're bioaccumulating it. In fact, that's why we absorb it so well. We absorb it with about 95% efficiency because we think, and we absorb it across amino acid transporters and it goes into our brain across amino acid transporters. If we're pregnant, it goes into the fetus and it's as a higher concentration in the fetus than it is in the mother. Because what are you doing? You're growing a baby, a lot of protein needs, so you're pushing protein in there and you're pushing mercury in there with it in this mistaken, uh, you know, you're mistaking this methylmercury stuck to another amino acid called methionine. That's how it moves. I'm sorry, it's called cysteine. It moves around your body like that and you think it's methionine. So uh, it's important when we're looking at you to know how much is this inorganic form, how much is this organic form, and we'll look at that in the blood, and then we'll look at the urine and hair as excretion indices of that. Inorganic mercury is coming out the urine, methylmercury is coming out the hair. They should be in this certain ratio, and if they're not, that means that the detox processes are weakening. And what you'll see is the excretion goes down and the blood levels go up. You retain it. And the more damage you get into kidney and liver and the cellular biology, the more you retain and build this stuff up in your blood. So speciation is looking at the different forms. And then we couple looking at it in different parts to correlate your load versus your detox. Are there any forms that, that are good that we should be having certain levels of mercury? Not really. No, there's not. You know, there's some metals where you've, you know, they find some enzymes that work with cadmium, but not in humans, you know, in some microbial form, they use it. And then there's a lot of metals where too little and too much is like copper, copper deficiency and copper excess are both problems. Uh, but as of yet, we haven't found a reason to have, uh, you know, forms of mercury. Uh, you know, <laughs> you go back to the great Masters in the you know in the Renaissance and most of those guys were mercury poisoned. Uh, Mozart totally was. Uh, really, uh, some of the, many of the scientists were, and you know Dietrich Klinghart used to say, "There's a there's an insane genius that that comes with mercury, but there's all this paranoia and all these strange things that come along with it." So I'm not advocating <laughs> for you know 
building up your mercury levels to express your inner creative madman. <laughs> yes, the mad scientist, maybe he's mad. The mad hatter, you know, so the mad hatter in Alice in Wonderland uh, was a mercury poisoned individual. Hatters, they used to use mercury nitrate uh, to, to soften the felts. And these guys would be licking it, turning it, and licking it, turning it, and, you know, working out the felt. And, you know, like up in Danbury, Connecticut, you know, there's a huge hatting uh, industry. And those guys all went nuts, like certifiably. And that's where the character of the Mad Hatter comes from. Super interesting. You're like a historian, too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, my dad is a historian. Maybe I hold some of that. Interesting. So I'm really glad we're covering this topic of heavy metal toxicity because I haven't talked about it in yet on my podcast. And it's not something that's covered very often in that menopause space. I mean, we talk about detoxes, like, a, you know, detoxing from a bad diet, but, um, or maybe we talk about detoxification of estrogen, but tell us why should a woman in perimenopause and postmenopause be concerned about heavy metals? Let's go into like the top two symptoms that come off of heavy metal. Number one is fatigue because it gets into the mitochondria and damages the balance of antioxidants and prooxidants in the mitochondria, specifically sucking up the antioxidants and binding to them and breaking down their enzymatic structure so that you start getting oxidative stress in the mitochondria, which break down the mitochondria. They pull down. NAD, which is the driving source of creating ATP or cellular energy. And it's also the driving source that manages which genes turn on and turn off your epigenetics. And when NAD is high, it's keeping you in this longevity state where you generate a lot of energy and you create a cardiometabolic efficiency, meaning you burn calories well, you don't store fat, you don't so we actually store inflammation, storing fat and becoming inflamed go together. Part of this old survival, you know, talk about history. It's a survival mechanism from the ice ages. We don't want to be in that. We want to be over in this clean burning longevity space. So metals are immediately pulling you away from that at this mitochondrial NAD level. If that weren't enough, they go to the brain and they make you a little wackadoodle. And what do they do specifically? They uh, hyperactivate the glutamate receptor. So 80% of neurotransmission in your brain, and all neurotransmission is a yin-yang thing. You have excitatory and inhibitory. Now, inhibitory is good. It's calming. Excitatory is good. It puts you on. It makes you know. But glutamate specifically, when it gets up and overactive, drives anxiety and irritability. Now, I don't know about you as a you know, perimenopausal woman, but anxiety and irritability is like cause number one. You know, it is the biggest thing going on in your brain. And that is because of this, uh, some of these movements that are happening. So what's, if that's the yang, what's the yin in the brain? The yin is GABA. GABA is the Zen neurotransmitter. And, you know, glutamate is supposed to be there to know what to do. And it, you know, get you vigilant, but also put you fight or flight. And GABA says, all right, threat's done. Let's chill back out. So with time, naturally, as you go through menopause, you've got an excess of, of estrogen over progesterone. Progesterone starts going down through the 40s and estrogen's staying there. And then it starts swinging like mad, going real high, real low, real high, real low. And so you've got estrogen excess. Just in general, uh, most women will have that. And the estrogen is a glutamate agonist and it turns up that irritability and anxiousness. But the metals are doing that too. So you don't need two things going in and yanking, the, you know, turning up that space. And they, they do it pretty heavily. And there's sort of a negative feedback loop. Once you get that spin going, that's shifting your autonomic nervous system is like a background nervous system. You know, so my central nervous system says, there's my cup, grab it, pull it up, bring it to the mouth. All right. The autonomic nervous system is going, okay, I'm going to put blood over into this organ, not into that organ. I'm going to get the muscles ready to do things, or I'm going to, no, we're cool. I'm going to digest. The autonomic nervous system has these two sides. We always talk about fight or flight. That's the sympathetic autonomic nervous system. And then parasympathetic is this calming one. And that's, you know, fight or flight's over there. This is rest, digest, repair, regenerate, detoxify. 
the autonomic nervous system has to be in a calm state to say, all right, let's regenerate everything. So the, as we age, the body's naturally moving over to trip into the sympathetic too often. And when we trip into sympathetic, we downregulate repair, regeneration, and detoxification. And so we start accumulating more of these toxins that are jacking us up more when we're already in this you know, propensity to get jacked up. And so they can lock the whole thing in and create this spin that's not just a brain spin, it's a biochemical spin. And so as we get into that age, and then, you know, there's this major trigger for detox called NRF2. And, you know, we, we might get into talking about it. it's a cellular level. It's a mechanism that's in there that when toxins build up or when oxidative stress builds up, it flips this switch, something goes into the nucleus and turns up all your internal cellular antioxidants and detoxification machinery. So it says, up, oh, things are dirty here, clean up. It's like a cleanup switch. And it needs a cofactor called the PXR, the pregnane X receptor, which uses either pregnenolone or progesterone. So those have been tanking through the 40s, so you have less support to get the cleanup crew out in the cells and clean up. So you're, these things are all working against you. The toxins are building up, the estrogen's building up, it's shifting you into that activated state and you don't have enough support from the other hormones that are the calm, chill, cleanup hormones. So basically, you don't want metals in there monkeying the whole thing. And then the last thing that they do, if they get high enough, they, they cause telomere attrition. You probably, if you talk about longevity, telomeres are the end caps of the chromosomes. And they have this funny holographic input on the whole of the chromosome and even damaging the outside, something even in the middle gets turned down. And so uh, as we age, the telomeres get shorter and shorter. But if the toxins can come in and really rapidly shorten them, and then that tends to flip the cell into something called senescence, the zombie cell, the cell that's not doing anything anymore, but secreting more inflammatory, it's spreading, propagating fields of inflammation, and it's just dead. So under our wrinkles, you know, the fibroblasts that are supposed to be collagen and elastin and make us nice and young, those have gone senescent. And so, so it's hitting us all these different ways. It's turning down the energy. It's shifting what genes are on and off towards an older phenotype. It's jacking with our brain. It's shorting our telomeres, and it's aging us. Wow, that was chock-a-block of information. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Oxford HealthSpan, the creators of my favorite supplement, Primadine. I admit it, I am a total supplement junkie, but if I had to choose only one, it would be this one. And it's because Primadine is spermidine, and this is shown to activate autophagy, which is super important. Now, this is a cellular cleanup and recycling process that declines as we age. So as we get older, our cells accumulate a lot of junk and waste, which isn't good for our cells, our health, nor our longevity. So we need to clean it up. And if you want the research on this, go to OxfordHealthSpan.com and you can see all of it, showing how spermidine supports our brain, our hormones, and our heart health. And another great side effect is stronger hair, skin, and nails, but also longer eyelashes. But, you know, the real important reason why I love Primadine is because I have never, ever received as much feedback on a product I recommended as I have with Primadine. Literally every week, someone reaches out to me on Facebook or Instagram with an amazing testimonial. And... Most of the time, it's about improved sleep. And even some of you told me it's reversed a bit of your gray hair too. So I find that totally amazing. So I can honestly say with 100% certainty that Primadine is the best spermidine supplement you'll ever find. And you can try it with a 15% discount by using the code Zora, Z-O-R-A, on OxfordHealthSpan.com. Just be sure to get back to me with your results too. Now enjoy the show. Is there, is it possible to turn off the notifications that keep bleeping? If it's not too much, they're going to keep going. 
I mean, I can go into my computer for like the next 30 minutes trying to figure oh, okay. it out. Okay, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> I should have told yeah. you before. Sorry I just... about that. So then I'm definitely when as we're losing our hormones is certainly not helping our detoxification system. And that's I the way I, I've interpreted everything you've said is that there is this the heavy metals uh, and and the loss of estrogen can wreak all this havoc in our brains and make us into this more sympathetic, you know, fight or flight system. And it's just like a vicious circle. I see that they're all working together. So it's not just like, here's one shut that down and everything's going to be fine. It's it seems to be there's got to be this sort of symphony that that sh that is happening in a positive or a negative way. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, I mean, it really there's this sort of razor's edge. You know, we can go this way, or we can go that way. Uh, sips, I call it. Sirtuins are this anti-inflammatory, very metabolically clean, longevity way. Sips, uh, I call it shitty inflammatory processes, <laughs> stress-induced premature senescence is you know this inflammatory way that's aging us very rapidly in fact there's terms for toxins now called gerontogens these ones that shift you into rapid aging in fact we did a three-month study where we detox people and gave them some mitochondrial supplements we're able to reverse their biological age and you know, take an average of one year off their biological age in three months rap you know strongly turn down the rate at which they're aging all through these detox processes. And uh, it's probably a combination of the toxins are gerontogens and the triggers you have to hit to get rid of them are ones that are pro-longevity triggers. Oh my God, there's so much going on, honestly. It's like the, the loss of our hormones, then the possible heavy metal toxicity buildup, and then uh, just aging as it is. So it's like we gotta, you know, people, People sometimes say, oh, well, you know, as we age, we got to slow down. I'm like, no, we got to speed up because it's so much harder now to like clean up the mess. So yeah. we got to be switched on. Let's give people a little perspective here. Let's talk about my Quicksilver heavy metal test results because I eat a ton of seafood and fish. And I post about this all the time. So proud of how like my diet and for a long time, I've had my head in the sand and I didn't really want to really look at my mercury levels because I was afraid what I was going to find. But you came along and I finally did it. So you took my hair, you took my blood and urine samples and you came up with the data. And I've taken other heavy metal tests and they don't do quite what you do. And they didn't reveal what you revealed. So what should we tell our audience about these results? Yeah. So, you know, when we look at them, we, we break out these forms of mercury. How much is methylmercury that's coming from the fish? How much is inorganic mercury? And this inorganic salt form of mercury is actually more toxic at a cellular level. Uh, there's a perception that methylmercury is more toxic, but that's just like if you're eating capsules of one versus the other, you'll die from the methylmercury first because you absorb it more. But once it's in your blood at a cellular level, the inorganic is more toxic. Now, inorganic, I said before, is coming mostly from dental amalgam, but it's, uh, it also comes from the breakdown of this methylmercury. Now, for you, you don't have any dental amalgams. You eat a lot of fish, and you've done that for a long period. And what happens is some people break a lot of the methylmercury down into inorganic. Now, the inorganic form has to get out through the kidneys. The methylmercury form is getting out through the liver and stool. And so if the kidneys start having a hard time passing that out, it starts building up in the blood. So you've got a high methylmercury load up at 10 parts per billion. The 95th percentile for reference is 7.4. And so you know, you're up above the, 75th, the 95th percentile. So it's pretty high. You know, I've seen people who deal with this a lot. I get a lot of samples from Japan and they're all high because they do this all the time. But you detox them and they, everything works better. So the methylmercury is high, but the inorganic mercury is really high too. And when those both are high, I don't like that. And that is you know, 0.5 and it's right above the 95th percentile, which is 0.46. Uh, so those are both high. And then we compare inorganic mercury in the urine to inorganic mercury in the blood. So when the blood gets high, but the urine's low, that means the kidneys aren't keeping up with the load, they're building up in the blood. That's what we're seeing here. Same with the hair to blood ratio. It's not that hair is your biggest excretion route, bile would be, but you know, we can't do bile samples and stool testing is a mix of things. It's not very, uh, it's not very consistent. So in the hair to blood ratio, we see that's off a little bit too. And so 
a good detox, we're going to feed in all the elements for your detoxification system. These, this is glutathione and different phytonutrients uh, and vitamins and minerals that stimulate the whole system that works with glutathione to grab the mercury, make these conjugates, and then you pee and poop it all out. You're going to stimulate the system of throwing from the cell into the blood, pulling out of the blood and the liver, dumping it into the bile, and just get that whole movement out really going and make sure everything is going out and not being reabsorbed. Reabsorbed is a lot of stuff goes out of your liver into your GI, but you reabsorb it. So we create this whole system to make everything go down and out and drain those levels down. And as you're saying, you, you feel like you've done well with that over time. And then I was saying, yeah, but now is where it really makes itself known. As your hormone levels decrease, your ability to keep the cells on top of it, because if the cells are always kicking the the toxins out. And if there's a high level in the blood, but the cells are dealing with it, you're okay. But over time, the cell's ability to do that goes down and you feel the punch uh, of the of the toxins build up. So would you notice a woman then who is on a hormone therapy, she has the, the estrogen, the progesterone, and maybe perhaps the balance and activating the detoxification system with those hormones because she's replenishing them would she do better in terms of detoxing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many levels. I mean, you take, you know, someone uh, who's in peri or full menopause and hasn't done any hormone replacement, and they're feeling bad on so many different levels. Their energy's in the gutter, their anxiety's racing, their focus sucks, and you put them on the hormones and they're just like, oh my God, I feel better at a million different levels. One of those is uh, detoxification, being able to do that. That's why I like to do it all at once. Like, let's get you on the hormones. Let's detox. A lot of people are like, let me detox first. It's like, yeah, but you kind of need the help of the hormones to be able to detox. And you can do it different ways. You know, it's progesterone and pregnenolone are the biggest ones, especially progesterone. That is the biggest one for writing the ship. And you can, all right, we're just going to give you progesterone and detox you. But I would put you on all this stuff. And we sort of have a theory of, you know, which ones we bring in in peri, menopause, postmenopause. There's this sort of bringing in more and more estrogens. And so I like to do the whole thing. Take the trash out at the same time you put the hormones in. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's talk a little bit about, because I mentioned to you before I took your test, I had a heavy metal test with just hair. That's all they did. And you know, of course, I didn't get quite the the service that I get with you because you come with a there was a, a doctor who explained the results to me and everything. It was so impressive. But let's say this: there are a lot of heavy metal test kits out there. And and when I started to ask questions, because the 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 heavy metal the mercury levels in this other test was like, yeah, it's high, but like not that big of a deal. And what was high was more radiation and it was, and I was depleted in every single vitamin, despite all of the vitamins and the minerals that I've been taking. It was as if I were going to die tomorrow. That's the hair tissue mineral analysis. Just the hair, just the hair. Yeah, just and, the hair. and it was just, I did some research and it just found out that, you know, these, these kits are just not very accurate and you could send you know, the samples to, to, you know, same, same person three times to the same place, and you're going to get three different answers. What's going on? Are these really inaccurate? And why is Quicksilver heavy metal kits different than the others? Well, there's a couple of different hair kits out there. Some will take your hair and do some sort of, you know, energy testing on it. And then, oh, this is what we see. And that's just like, oh, come on, you know. That could be anything. Then there's the ones who take your hair, digest it in acid, and run it through. It's called ICPMS. It's uh, for measuring metals. All right, even if they get those accurately, what do they mean? And the thing with hair is there's very few metals that go into hair that are direct correlates of what's in the blood. Uh, mercury is, and it's just been studied up and down. A lot of these other ones are like, well, we're going to look at your sodium potassium ratio in your hair and tell you, you know, what your metabolism is. And it's just like, there's just not a lot of research there to support all of these uh, suppositions that they make, you know, they got these numbers and they have all this data about you. And like you said, oh, I'm about to die and I'm deficient in all these things and radiation toxicity. And it's like, yeah, I just don't know that that has really been really worked out. 
So there's a couple things, you know, is it an accurate analysis? And analytical accuracy is, I mean, doing that is, it's not that it's easy to do, but it's easy to know if you're accurate or not, because, you know, you'll get uh, blood samples or hair samples from different labs where they've established exactly what those levels are, and you make sure you're getting the same levels. And so it's, uh, there's a very defined science to keeping a very accurate analytical system going. Even if they are accurate for hair, what does it all mean? And then there was these things, challenge tests, where they give you a bunch of chelators and you'd pee out the metals. And the metals always go way out when you, when you take the chelators because that's what they do. They take metals from in the blood lymph and they you pee them out. And so that was there for a while. Everybody was like, oh, my God, look how high my metals went. Like everybody's goes up. The question is relatively how high are they? And so chelation challenge was needed a long, long time ago when we didn't have really accurate analysis or at low levels in blood and urine, you know, as it was, you had to elevate things. So now we have all the tools, we don't need all those. And then the unique thing that the mercury speciation brings in is how much is which form? Like yours, is, you're a great example. I can dissect everything in you and say, all right, fish is the main one. I know you don't have amalgam, so I know you're making a lot of inorganic out of there. I see your urine to blood's off. You're not peeing off and out enough. Hair to blood's off. That means we need to build up the glutathione system. Boom, we know what to do with you. And that might be missed in, in, a, lot of, in a lot of tests. And then we also did the total blood metals, and that's looking at nutrient and toxin and you've got to look at both. And so often, like with heavy metals, if you're high in heavy metals and really low in zinc, one of the things that heavy metals do is go into the zinc enzymes. A zinc enzyme would be an enzyme, like this organic thing, and it holds the zinc right in the middle. And the zinc helps it move electrons around and do its job, whatever chemical transformation it's going to do. And enzymes are really important because they make things happen in your cellular chemistry that wouldn't happen just with the molecules floating around. Grabs one, grabs another, makes them do something. And the zinc has to be in there. Sometimes it's a copper, sometimes it's an iron. And the heavy metal will get in there and kick the, kick the zinc off. Like in some of these, mercury has a 10 billion fold higher affinity for that site than the zinc is. So we got to make sure there's a lot of zinc around and not a lot of mercury. So we got to look at your zinc levels. Now, you had enough zinc, but you were low in copper, low in magnesium. Those are important for detoxification. Not like gonna die low, but hey, let's juice some of that in there. Molybdenum, I'd put a little bit more of that in there because we're gonna throw, molybdenum helps you turn over sulfur. And if molybdenum's low, you might be reactive to onions or garlic or peppers, and, you know, high sulfur foods, you know, make you gassy or brain foggy. And we're gonna be putting a lot of sulfur in during the detox, so we might juice that one up a little. Then we look at the other toxins, antimony, arsenic, cadmium, lead. You're not bad in any of those. Cadmium wouldn't hurt to come down a little. And mercury's the main thing because of your seafood consumption. You know, and you know, if we're making a plan for you, we can make it based on all what's in here. All right, let's throw these minerals in. Let's uh, focus on the mercury. And then these others are on the borderline. Do we want to put other metal toxin detoxification elements in there? We just talk and discuss. And that wouldn't those those other metals wouldn't come down with just the focusing on the metal, the, the mercury detox? Yeah. So with the mercury detox, we're going to be driving the glutathione system. We'll get mercury down, arsenic will come down, cadmium will come down a little bit, and then lead won't really change. So you don't have a high lead. Uh, and so uh, cadmium, maybe we want to bring down. So it's kind of a discussion. Do we want to bring the EDTA in? Do we not want to? I like EDTA because it does a lot of other things. What's EDTA? EDTA is a metal chelator that's uh, specific for lead. People do EDTA IVs. Uh, we have a liposome of EDTA. And I like it for some of the things that it helps with if you're addressing chronic infections. It's a biofilm breaker. It's anticoagulant, nitric oxide upregulator. So it helps. It's a circulation. It really helps things move and it helps clear crud out of the system, you know, when you're uh, addressing that. And so that's an addition that doesn't necessarily have to be in there, but I kind of like it. Uh, 
So yeah, you're you're on the borderline for doing the EDTA, but definitely all these glutathione system upregulations. So we give you liposomal glutathione. We give you stuff in our formula called liver sauce, which are NRF2 upregulators. That was that trigger inside the cell that turns up all your cellular antioxidant and detox machinery. That gets the cells to spit the metals out into circulation. So we're going to feed glutathione. We're going to feed NRF2 upregulation. We have things for the liver. I mean, traditional bitters. In fact, menopausal women, you should all have bitters around. If it are bitters, cocktail bitters, Swedish bitters. It is so important because it keeps the liver flowing, pulling stuff from the blood and dumping it out with the bile into the GI. Bile is coming out of the liver and we know bile, we're like, wait, doesn't that have something to do with fat metabolism? It goes down and it's like a detergent emulsifies the fat so we can digest and absorb it. And so if you don't have a lot of bile flow, you can't handle fat well. But bile actually brings all the toxins out. So if you don't have toxin, if you don't have bile flow, you don't have toxin flow. So you've got indigestion and, and you're holding on to toxins. And what blocks all that? Excess estrogen and anxiety and irritability and fight or flight. And so we're always, and this is why women have way more gallbladder removals, way more gallbladder issues than men. So women always need to be feeding that. And that's what the bitter tastes do for us. They open up and keep that bile flow going and help us stay harmonized. So in our detox, we got glutathione system, we got cell detox system, we got bioflow system, and then we got binders. You know, once we activate all that and move stuff down to the GI, we got these binders, things, you know, like charcoal is a classic binder. Charcoal's not going into your blood. Charcoal's going into your GI and grabbing toxins there, and then you poop them out. And so there's different binders for different toxins. We blend a lot of them together. One we have called IMD that's specific for mercury. Uh, and so we're going to give you a combination of binders so that when all those metals and other toxins get down there, we grab it and hold on. Wow. Okay. So with somebody, this is, this, I'm sure this is not unusual. You see probably plenty of people like me who have high mercury levels and maybe other things, but it sounds like you have really specific protocols because when I got the results and I was really impressed with the doctor who, who explained everything to me, he deciphered exactly, explained just like you, where this is coming from. And, and he mentioned the the cube 2.0 or something. And I, and you just rattled off a bunch of stuff that you have on your website. Your website's got tons of products. So it's it, what, how does somebody figure this out? Uh, you know, they take your test, they get this, this um, consultation, will they get an exact list of, okay, this is what you need to buy and how long you need to take it and how to take it, et cetera? If you're kind of new into this, you want to get a practitioner that's going to lead you through all this, you know, and if you do our testing as a direct access, at certain states, you can come right and do it. And, you know, we'll give you a small consultation about it. Probably won't be as, you know, because you were doing this podcast, you probably went further into it then, you know, that's kind of expensive. If we were giving away like this guy's time all the time, and oh yeah, give him a call back and stuff, we would be losing tons of money because, you know, he costs a lot. And so it's good to have somebody to help lead you through this. And that Cube 2.0, that's one of our pro ones you buy through doctors or they'll, you know, give you a code to buy it online. And that is really where I'd go for you. It's sort of like the Cadillac. It's got everything in there and includes the EDTA. You'll be sure to be very clean at the end of that. But then we have generalist ones that anybody can get. Our push-catch liver detox, our pretox, which is a gentle one, or advanced push-catch. And those are generalist. You're going to get a, a broad range of toxins out. You're going to help your metabolism, uh, but you're not going as deep into the trickier ones like the metals where you want you know somebody kind of with, with you on the journey. So there's a lot that you know, a one month advanced push catch does great for everybody. And a lot of people do like a lot of the practitioners love like online group detoxes. They won't even be the people that they see, you know, personally in the office because, you know, it's a very uh, gentle yet powerful detox. So there's a lot of different ways to go. But when you want to really get in deep, you want to get uh, a practitioner that works with this on, on your side. And they have to know and understand your products because what, what I did, I, I went to my doctor. Yeah, it has to be someone that knows her stuff. I showed her the results and, and she was like, great, go get zeolites. 
well, like, okay, but what about all this other stuff? Well, I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. So what do you say to someone who's, and I'm sure that's what probably happens now. You go to your doctor. I have no idea. Yeah. If they say go get zeolites, well, I'm sure they're handling other parts of your health well, but this is obviously not their game. And they that's sort of a buzzword. Oh, zeolite. Uh, you know, it does some stuff, but it's it's not specific for this. It won't really do much for this at all. So then you want, you know, on our site, in fact, if you call us, we can refer to different people that we have. Now telemedicine is so big, it's pretty easy. In fact, there are clinicians, you know, that are mostly training doctors. So you talk to either Dr. Dale White or Dr. Matt Reddy, and they'll do telemedicine too on the side that, you know, they just do that as part of their practice. Uh, there's certain, you know, they have to lead you through the test. Uh, but then if you want like recommendations and stuff, you can employ them on the side or we can find somebody uh, in your area if you want to see them direct or a telemedicine. So then, yeah, you need how many practitioners do you think uh, are familiar with like w- your protocol, what you would recommend you trust? So we we weren't totally sure who knew what. And so we built an online learning management system called Quicksilver Scientific Institute for the practitioners to go through learning all of our stuff. Here's how you look at testing. Here's how you interpret it. Here's all the detox systems. Here's how you use them. So an easy thing is to use one of our QSI grads because we know that they went through our training. Ah, okay. So we can get that on your website. I will make sure I find a link to that and put that in the show notes. Yeah, and And if, you know, we are in a transition of, of building a new website that's going to have more functionality. So if there's any questions, you just call our customer experience and they'll. Oh, good. Okay. That's really, really important to know because like the, the first heavy metal test I took, it was like, I just got this result of a piece of paper and you're like, well, no, now what, you know, <laughs> what do you do? And that's exactly. the dangers. So then let's say, uh, somebody like me who has this, then you, how, uh, how, the, say the pro- the general protocol that you recommend, how long does that person has to go through that? Or how long do I have to go through that? And how much does that cost? And then what I do, retest again after to see if it's all cleaned out? Yeah. And this is where it gets really variable. Some of the companies, you know, have this, like everybody does this, 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 and this. It's 12 months long and it's going to cost you this month. I, I just don't play that way because everybody is different. Some people want the Cadillac, all the stuff in. Other people are minimalists. Some people have no money. Some people have a lot of money. And so there's going to be a period to just abstract it. There's a period of formal detox where you're all in. You're taking as many of the things as you're willing to take into your protocol. And, you know, like Cube 2.0, which is like everything, that's nine weeks. Now, does that mean you're totally done that? No. Now you might retest that. Best would be give it about two weeks to equilibrate everything, retest, and then pick how much you're going to continue with. Because you have the formal detox, then you got a long where I'm going to choose like three of those things and keep taking those for another, you know, three to six months. Depends how high the metals are and which metals they are. You know, like lead is a long-term thing. And lead, you know, you've got a body burden that's integrated into your bones. And I could take, like, if I could go in and pick all the lead out of your blood and then look at it in a month later, you'd have a ton more back in there as it redistributes. So lead is detox, wait, detox, wait, detox, wait over years. Mercury, similar thing. If I pulled, magically pulled all the mercury out of your blood, much more is in your tissue that's in your blood. So it takes a lot of time to turn over and equilibrate uh, the tissue load with the blood load. So you're really a minimum of, uh, of three months of focus on this, you know, up to a year and, and with lead, it's even more, but it's not constant. Well, with the mercury, one of the recommendation is just right now, stop eating fish and seafood. Like don't oh, keep putting yeah, fuel you're, on the you're, fire. You're yeah. gonna do that. And if you stop and you do our whole detox, you know, in, in, even in nine weeks, you're gonna be way, 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 way lower. But then you want to keep some things going like the IMD, glutathione. You know, you'll decide what really fits into the life. The bitters are going to be something that I think all, it's sort of a staple here at Quicksilver. Like everybody has bitters, but especially women, especially menopausal women, it's just part of the game. 
How do you take it? I mean, it's kind of bitter, right? <laughs> well, have you ever had ours? No, I just got you some at the pharmacy and <laughs> I got to uh, get all of yours. It tastes good. Are you saying it's not bitter? No, I mean, it is bitter, but it's not like, bang. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you'll find it, it's a very palatable bitter. And you, 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 all of our products, you take them and they're in these pump bottles and you just dispense them in your mouth and you're holding them intraorally. And these tiny liposomes and nano emulsion particles, because that's the key to how our stuff works is this delivery. And we're making these tiny little fat bubbles suspended in water and they're holding onto the nutrients. And as soon as you put it in your mouth, they start going into the capillaries under the lining of the mouth. You, in two minutes, you can measure this stuff in your blood. It'll peak 15 to 20 minutes. You swallow it, it's absorbing uh, in, the, in the stomach, in the upper GI. It's all in, in you know, 15 to 25 minutes. And so we have all these different compounds, some of them plant compounds, some of them vitamins, some of them these things like glutathione that are uh, you know, kind of like uh, amino acids. And they all go in at once and they trigger all this stuff to happen at once. And that's part of this taken in intraorally and, and it all happens. So uh, the bitter is you take that, it could be uh, before a meal to get digestion going. It could be after a meal because you feel a little heavy and you want some more pull through there. And uh, it could be, you know, we don't realize all these things that go along with bile stagnation, like itching skin. That's often bile salts under your skin because you're not dumping from your gallbladder take a little bitters and that all opens up. There's so many ways you start using this and integrating it into your life. And it's, you know, bitters is this constant detox, constant moving all of that through. And we don't realize there's bitter receptors all through our body. There's bitter receptors on the pancreas and they're responding to bitter flavors and helping you do blood sugar regulation. My uh, ex-wife used to talk about, you know, we're all so addicted to sweet, but we need more bitter. You know, everything is, you know, pacifying our need for sweet, but we need these bitter flavors that were part of all the plants. We were eating greens, we were eating dandelion greens, uh, all these broccoli rob, all these different things that have these bitter flavors. They're the things that are enhancing that. And in women, there's bitter receptors on the ovaries. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing because you could, so many of these things that you, you can relate oh it's menopause well maybe it's heavy metal toxicity or maybe it's a little bit of both and it's maybe it's a little bit of both feeding one that and that was sort of what i was trying to you know sort of show the symphony of in the beginning is you know when it goes they're both feeding into the same thing and you know they're feeding problems and they kind of piggyback on one another they both feed the same problems and fixing them both need the same thing yeah, incredible. So it sounds to me is whether you have um, uh, lead metal is quite a longer detox mercury, it could be several months, it could be a year, everybody's different bio individual depends also probably how fast you go, like if you're going to take the slow route or the fast route, correct? Yeah, when we did Tony Robbins detox, we got him down fast, but he was at super dangerous levels. And he has a bunch of assistants like uh, executive assistants around him all day long. And we set up this thing. He would have to dose like six times a day. And they had this whole plexiglass tray they made to get all the things done right. And you came right down. Uh, you know, so it's like, how, how much are you going to invest into it? Exactly. And then it sounds like there's a maintenance thing to do because eventually I want to go back to eating seafood and, and having uh, perhaps just sardines, I guess. But Well, yeah, you're going to have choices. So you're, gonna, you're not going to be going for ahi tuna all the time. You know, you're not going to be going to get a swordfish steak with basil pesto on it. You're, you know, when you get uh, sushi, you know, you're going to spread it around. And, you know, not as much always, oh, I'll have four tons of Otoro this time. You're just going to choose a little bit differently. Sardines and anchovies, you could eat those every bite that ever goes into your mouth and you'll never be mercury toxic. You mean I can eat them now, even as I'm starting to detox? Even detoxing, you could do those and you'd get all the omega-3s and stuff. You know, like I had a guy who eats them every day and his, but never any bigger fish. His methylmercury was like 1.2 or something. You know, so it's a choicing and spreading it around and keeping detox stuff working. And so, like I said, there's a formal detox, but I keep this stuff around like our most central detox thing is push, catch, liver, 
detox. It's this stuff called liver sauce, which has bitters in it, has NRF2 upregulators, and binder, ultra binder. And you take the liver sauce, and 30 minutes later, you take the binder, and you just did a nice little tight cycle of detox. Maybe you throw some glutathione in there. You should do that a couple of times a week. Keep it as a supplement that you're not just blindly doing every day. You're doing it a couple times a week. And if you have a sauna, push, sauna, catch. I do that all the time. That is a huge part of what I do. You're doing yoga, push, yoga, catch. All that movement and stretching and rotating is moving the lymph and starting to put stuff around there. Uh, it just gives you this 30-minute window to do some mindful thing for your health. So you integrate that into your lifestyle. I am glad you mentioned that, yeah, because when we think of detox, we also think of, yes, yeah, sweating it out. You're exercising, you're going to the sauna, your uh, red lights, I guess, infrared sauna as well helps. And all these things are really important. So I'm glad you did mention that because it's not just, oh, let's take a product and then, you know, hope, hope it works because you got to pee-poo and sweat it out, right? Yeah, and it's not just, oh, I have to do this detox once in my life and then I'm done. You know, it was long overdue by the time you do it, and then it needs to be integrated in your life. And number one thing for listeners out there, a detox does not mean that you park yourself next to the bathroom and you're fed a lot of laxatives and you're just going to poop all day long. Uh, that's not what this means. You know, you're doing it right through your normal life. Because a lot of people, they get that kit and they stick it up in the corner and they're like, yeah, one day I'm going to like park myself at home and do this. And that's not the case. Yeah, no, exactly. Don't wait, just get started. And uh, the sooner you do it, the, the sooner you'll probably feel better. Because like you mentioned, usually people who are feeling uh, have the heavy metal toxicity, they feel tired, they have the brain fog and these sort of menopausal symptoms. And it could very well be a little bit of, uh, yeah, heavy metal exposure. So I, we have to rip, wrap up now because we, I still have so many questions. So I think we're going to have to do the hormone one if you're open to it uh, on another one just to discuss all the hormones because I'm so excited about your products and I'm doing my own experiments too, which I'd love to share. But before we do, is, that, is it okay that we have another? Uh, yeah. Okay. But I do want to still fish, finish up with the Quicksilver products because I, some of our listeners are not in North America. Are they able to get your products? Yeah. Now it varies, you know, which ones exactly are available in, you know, which country. If you say Chock-A-Block, then you're obviously from Canada. Uh, and then certain ones, I can get IMD, you can get glutathione, C-lipoic, uh, liver sauce. Some of the others aren't there yet. In Europe, we have a lot that are available through Life Extension EU. They sell a number of products, uh, Amrita sells, uh, Skinny Raw sells. There's Japan, uh, New Zealand, uh, I think it's FX Med, I can't remember, but you can get things in New Zealand. And even in Australia, you can order from New Zealand to ship into Australia. So it, it, you know, it varies. If they go to quicksilverscientific.com, they can see which one they want, and then they can Google that. And yeah, on quicksilverscientific.com, I think you scroll down to the bottom. I, I don't remember exactly where it is, but there's a list of all of our international distributors. Perfect. Oh, that's yeah, really good to know. Stuff. So that's, that's go to the Quicksilver site. Uh, and then, you know, there's, there'll be e-tailers all over the place and see who will ship to you. So great to hear that because so many times I get these emails like, I great podcast, can't get the product. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, this is really good news. So are most of your uh, followers from? Most of them are from North America, but we do have about 30% who are in other places in Europe and Asia. And um, yeah, it would be nice to, to be able to yeah, yeah, there's more and more. Oh, and we have uh, Hong Kong. There's uh, distribution opening up into China. There's a guy in Singapore. So there's, there's a fair amount of ways to get it. Cool. So I think we have a plan now for me and for anyone else who's listening who's <laughs> concerned about their heavy metal toxicity. I'd like to ask about, though, are there any specific heavy metal sources or exposure pathways that women should really be cautious about as they're aging and going through their perimenopause, menopause transition? Like how can they minimize those potential risks? This is a really big one. And even though I said 
yeah, at the top of the food chain, you got a lot of mercury. At the bottom of the food chain, you got a lot of arsenic. And so the Japanese and Chinese samples that come in here, they're usually high in mercury and arsenic, and sometimes some others, depending on what their industrial exposures are. If you're in Asia or South America, there's a high premium on being white versus brown, and they use a lot of creams that are skin whitening creams. Many of those are mercury-based creams, oh, and no. mercury is really good at poisoning the melanocytes, so they stop making pigment, and that's how they work. And so, be really careful of those. And you know, there are some makeups, but I don't really have a, a list of of things that are really bad there. Uh, just trying to think if there's any. Those are the major pathways that you're going to be exposed to. And probably if you have mercury feelings that you're going to remove to do it properly with a qualified dentist. <laughs> Somebody who's been trained in this, uh, there's something called the SMART protocol, just right like that. Uh, and those guys are trained by a group called IAOMT. And they'll, on their site, have a list of all the doctors who use SMART protocol or certified in that. Because you can make things worse by just, when you drill them out, you vaporize a whole bunch. So these guys have a way of doing it where you don't get exposed. So it's really important to get them properly removed. Mm, so important. So I appreciate that. So let's, let's cool it on the fish. Be careful. I have my Hong Kong, I used to live in Hong Kong. My Hong Kong friends are going to warn them all about the whitening creams. Oh, yeah. And they have high arsenic levels in Hong Kong. Uh, you know, my, my friend, Lauren Bramley, who introduced me to the term chocolate. I know her. We did a podcast with her, too. Oh, oh, she's one of my best friends, and I've known her forever. And her practice took a big shift in Hong Kong when she met me, and she would have all these detox systems going over there because everybody was so high in these metals. And all these things that were really difficult to treat, these women weren't shifting all of a sudden you take the metals out and everything everything goes goes smooth and then she opened a place in whistler you think it's all pretty and clean up there they have massive lead levels in their drinking water wow well but i thought the arsenic would be coming from the rice arsenic sometimes comes from rice but they were using uh, apparently an arsenical uh to kill all the roaches over there oh my goodness interesting oh wow we'll have to oh uh, yeah so much work to do Dr. Shade, I'm going to have to let you go, but I want to have everybody please go to the show notes. We're going to have so much information there, how to find quicksilverscientific.com. We'll have your, your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, the website, and how to get some of these, these kits. I, I cannot recommend highly enough to please take your head out of the sand and do a heavy metal detox uh, test. Okay. <laughs> it's got to be done and better to do it sooner than later. So please go and get that. You can use uh, the code Zora15 for 15% off all the Quicksilver favorites. I'll have links to that too. We are going to have another podcast talking all about the hormones um, that they're offering, the estradiol, estriol, progesterone. You have so many great stuff uh, that I'd love to talk about. And I'm going to have my own little sharing of my own experience. And First of all, are there any new products or events going coming into the pipeline that we should know about or something you want to share? Uh, something we just released or just made noise about is called Cardio Elite. Uh, right now in cardiovascular world, there's nitric oxide upregulators and uh, these different nitrites and nitrates are, are king amongst those. There's what's called endothelial glycocalyx, which is a little lining inside uh, the blood vessels which protects them and that needs there's products for that and then there's uh, different herbal products for opening uh, they're kind of like long-term vascular tonics and they help open up the blood vessels and get flow all through the body and so uh originally these were like three different products we put them all together in one there's an immediate drop of blood pressure when it's high if blood pressure is normal nothing happens and then there's a long-term shifting both cardiometabolically the whole lipid profile shifts and you're healing the lining and the inflammation in the lining of the blood vessels and so if you even if you don't have cardiovascular issues this will help with exercise, recovery, cognition, man, it gets so much blood up to the brain and sexual function. 
uh, for guys are like, oh, the morning, I remember that, uh, the wake-up <laughs> call. And uh, so all this stuff, you know, works so much better. And if you have, like, I come from a vast, you know, cardiovascular problem family, and uh, it's just been a miracle for me. So that is, that's probably my favorite uh, product that's out now since the hormone. Oh, it just came out. So we can get it now. It's called Cardio Elite. Cardio Elite. Okay, I'll have to make sure and get that in the show notes too. But I think we need to do a whole other podcast also on cardiovascular health. You, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you have so much information. You are so knowledgeable. I am so grateful that that I met you, that you're here. And uh, are there any last words for a woman going through the menopause transition? The hardest thing that we fight against is in our own mind. And the fear and getting locked into that spin and then, you know, your estrogen is going to be going up and down and up and down. When it's up, you're manic and, uh, and it can be irritable and anxious. And when it's down, you're blank. And breath work, gratitude, and just keeping it even keel is the most important thing that we can do towards our healing. And, you know, some of the things, progesterone definitely keeps, keeps that calm while it's going up and down. GABA does, CBD does. You can lean on those. But bringing into your daily practice uh, a, a gratitude, breathing, slowing down, a let, letting yourself get back to equilibrium and believing in yourself. And that'll go so long. Oh, I love it. Oh, you do know a woman. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Shade, for your time. I'm really looking forward to our next conversation, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, did you enjoy the podcast? Don't forget to subscribe to be notified of all the new episodes and leave a review to help build the tribe. It's a small act of kindness that brings me big benefits and helps others find this amazing content. The best thing you can do is share. Sharing is caring. Statements made on this podcast have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Anything we say or products we mention are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information provided by this podcast is not a substitute for personal medical advice and not intended to replace a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the personal research and experience of me and my guests.